Hello everyone and welcome to the English program Q&A with Rabbi Shalom Arush. We are on the verge of the month of Adar, the month where it says that when Adar enters, we are supposed to increase happiness and joy. And so there's many, many things that the rabbi wants to speak to you and with you in this shir. And without further ado, I'd like to pass the microphone to the rabbi. <laughs> shalom, shalom, shalom. Tadal Hashem, tadal Hashem. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. <laughs> Monday is the eve of the beginning of the month of Adar, and we have now a whole month of a special, special month called the month of Adar. We have a song, and the song is based on the Gemara that says that when Adar enters, we're supposed to increase our happiness and our joy. How much are you supposed to increase your happiness and joy? <laughs> There's no limit Kama. whatsoever to how much you're supposed to increase happiness and joy. <laughs> the more you increase, you can always add on more and more. The Gemara says that when the month of Av enters, and with the help of Hashem it's not going to happen this year, this year is going to be a month of redemption, and a month where we're going to see the Messiah and the Third Temple being built. But in previous years, the Gemara says, when the month of Av enters, you're supposed to decrease your happiness and joy. But even then, the Shulchan Aruch has got specific things you're supposed to do. You're not allowed to be sad and upset. There are things that are written, what you're supposed to decrease your happiness and joy, and that's it. <laughs> the month of Adar is a happy month because of the miracles that happened on this month and after that follows the month of Nisan which is also a very happy month because of all the miracles that had the great redemption that happened on that month it's a month of redemption of Geula <laughs> Last week, a student of mine 
told me a story of emuna, a story of faith. I said to him, I already know this, but I want you to sit down and write the story down. So, I wrote the story. The rabbi is going to give me the story so that I can read it. This is called a story about a salvation. The rabbi wants me to say it straight away in English. I'll say it straight away in English. This is the, the, the title is a story through the, in the merit of saying chapter 100 in Tehillim is more letuda. About eight years ago, I merited to be in the rabbi's class in the city of Cholon. In the class, the rabbi told about a family who their 10-year-old child went through a trauma, and for two years they went through doctors and psychologists, and they were not able to help her. They also were, they also prayed, and they went to Rabbonim, and they received all these blessings. It did not help. One day, they heard about the class that the rabbi here gave, Rabbi Arush gave about Mizmor Toda, saying chapter 100 in Tehillim. The husband told the wife they should go to the Western Wall and they should say for half an hour, chapter 100 in Tehillim, Mizmor Toda, and with the grace of Hashem, the child was healed. When the rabbi told the story, I was very, very, the rabbi said, I was already, I was very excited because this was literally my story. Because in my house, my 10-year-old child also went through a trauma. This is the person who's telling the story. He had the story about another 10-year-old girl who went through a trauma. And for two years also, they couldn't leave the house. They couldn't go anywhere. And the child was in a great distress and anxiety. When he heard the story, he knew that Hashem really had mercy on him. And for the whole trip back to Yerushalayim, all he sang was Mizmor Letoda, praising and thanking Hashem. When he reached home, he told his wife, tomorrow we are going at, we're going out in the evening to have a cup of coffee. And he says here, I had complete confidence that what I sang in the car, yeah, it's going to work. My wife didn't really believe it. For two years, they've been cooped up in the house. And the next day, I told my daughter that in the evening, we're going to leave her home and we're not going to, we're not going to be, we're going out to drink a cup of coffee. And to our unbelievable surprise, she said, fine, no problem. My wife thought maybe the child didn't understand. And she said to her, do you understand what we're saying? We're going out. You're going to be alone. Is that okay? And the child said, yes, no problem. And all of this is through the merit of the wonderful lesson that the rabbi spoke about Mizmor Letoda, about saying thank you to Hashem. And because of that, my child had complete and full healing. Thank you, Hashem. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this story strengthens us greatly. Hashem merited me to hear many stories about the power of chapter 100 in Tehillim, Mizmor Letoda, saying thank you, a psalm of thanks and gratitude to Hashem. The first story that I heard was a sister of a student of mine. Unfortunately, 
It shouldn't happen to us. It shouldn't happen to any one of our Yisrael. She had a terminal disease. Her sister, the healthy sister, knew that if she would tell her sick sister to do something difficult, her sick sister would despair, she wouldn't do it. So she said to her, listen, do something easy. Say eight consecutive times, chapter 100 in Tehillim, Mizmor Toda, a praise and a psalm of thank you and gratitude to Hashem. Every single day, she said Mizmor Toda eight consecutive times. After a certain period of time, she sent again all her blood work and all the different tests to the doctors. The disease disappeared. Hashem merited me. I know this woman. I know the sister. When I saw the power of saying chapter 100 into Hillel, I was impressed. Until that time, I used to tell people to do half an hour every single day where they say thank you to Hashem for all the difficulty and agony and hardship they're in. After this story, I changed things around. I told people, from now on, only do 15 minutes of thanking Hashem for all the difficulty and agonies that you're suffering, and say every day, eight consecutive times, chapter 100 in Tehillim, Mizmor Letoda, a psalm of thank you and gratitude to Hashem. And I call this thing, the combination of the quarter of an hour and the eight chapters of chapter 100 in Tehillim, I called it the law of gratitude. <laughs> the story that I just now read you, this Jewish person who told us the miracle that he had, what did he do? For a whole hour, all through his trip, he just repeated again and again and again, chapter 100 in Tehillim, Mizmo Lutoda. That's what he did. Uh, 
רואים ניסים, יש לי ספר שלם, Hashem gives us such great gifts when a person says thank you he can truly and really see miracles and salvations I have a whole book which is called I said thank you and saw miracles is a gift that's written here in this page and I'm going to translate having a very affluent lifestyle in great abundance one of the biggest virtues one of the biggest things that we can do in order to have prosperity in order to have riches is to accept upon ourselves the Shabbos much earlier and there's a small there's a small this there's, there's, there's some small sections here which speak about this importance we'll read them and shortly the Holy pious and righteous rabbi, Rabbi Noach of Lechovich, said that the day of the Sabbath is a very, very high day, and the whole abundance that we have during the week derives from Shabbos. And the spiritual abundance derives from the Shabbos itself. But the physical abundance, the riches, the affluent lifestyle, the prosperity that we may have in our businesses, that derives from what we add on to Shabbos, where we take the secular day of Friday and we turn that day into the holy part of Shabbos. And he says, and I'm quoting, if all the people would have listened to me, they would have a great addition they would add on to the Shabbos, accepting upon themselves the Shabbos much earlier, and they'd have an abundance of livelihood for the whole week. That's what he writes in his book, Marot HaTzavot. <laughs> Every single time we're going to give you a small section with some small things about the virtue of accepting upon yourself Shabbos earlier. The rabbi asks, did he tell the story of the students from Tzvat? No. The students of mine from the city of Tzvat more than a month ago, he came to me and he asked me a question. He said to me that since he has a lot of debt, he wants to take a loan from the bank on the sum of 100,000 shekels and through that loan he'll return all the debts that he owes other people and he'll only owe the bank 100,000 shekels. I said to him, no, don't take the loan from the bank. You will do the law of gratitude. We just now explained what that is. Courts of now saying thank you for the difficulties and eight consecutive times saying chapter 100 in Tehillim. He said okay. And when to do it? 
After a few days, he came to my class in the city of Holon. I spoke that you've got to do every single day and now we spoke to this. He heard the class and he decided that right after my class, before he travels back to Tzfat, he's going to do an hour of Itboidadus in the yard at the back of the shul. All of us left, all of us traveled back to our homes, they locked the shul, and he stayed in the backyard, which was, by the way, open, he could go in and out, and he did there his hour of his boitudus. He was doing his hour of his boitudus, and then he saw on the table a booklet called Mekor HaYeshuot, The Source of All Salvations. He saw this booklet and he saw it, it was on the table. Everything was taken, that was a table outside the shul where all the booklets and all the books were being sold during the shir. Everything was taken away except for this booklet that was left on the table. He took the booklet, learned it. This booklet speaks about bringing Shabbos in earlier. I gave the class on Thursday night. Already the next day, on the Shabbos, on the Friday, he brought Shabbos in an hour earlier. And he, Shabbos, he ended Shabbos an hour after the time it's written in the calendar you're supposed to end it. On Sunday, they called him from his previous workplace where he worked years and years ago. They said to him that he has the right to, uh, to get 75,000 shekel, money that they owe him from all these previous debts they had when he was working there in, that old, in, in, in his old job. This is the book in English. It's called The Source of Salvation. <laughs> you can all obtain this book. It's very easy. You call the number at the bottom of the screen. You call the number. You can order it. The number is also written here at the back. Available at plus 97252. Double two four zero six nine six, and again for those who didn't hear it, plus nine seven two five two double two four zero six nine six.
אז... אז... כבר השבע השני אמר לי ככה, הכניס השבת שעתם מלפני. On the second week, he said to me, like this, I already see such miracles so quickly. On the second week, he brought the Sabbath in two hours before the time it's written in the calendar. אני מחכה לפגוש אותי, אמר לי, שיש לו סיפורים, עוד סיפורים, ספר לי בניסים של הסבת. He's waiting to meet me and is telling me that he has more and more miracles that happened to him because he brought the Sabbath in early and he took the Sabbath out late. אז אצלכם, Here you receive gifts. The first gift that I gave you is to say eight consecutive times the chapter of 100 and Tehillim is more little than if you have problems say it for half an hour. We have a booklet in English also called The Law of Gratitude here. I'm going to show it. Thank you very much, Avram. The Law of Gratitude. So we have here the Law of Gratitude and the Source of Salvation. That's the first gift. The second gift is to do an Avis Bodidus, and that is a great, great gift. It is a big, big gift. Learning the book, The Garden of Emuna. Or learn the book in forest fields. And learn how to do an Avis Boitus. Another gift that we learnt about is to receive the Shabbos in early. Rabbi Noach of Lechovich writes, we just now read it, that if all the business people would listen to me, they would add and receive the Shabbos, accept the Shabbos much earlier than what it's written in the calendar, and they would all receive great riches, a great abundance. I was speaking, a Jew came to me, someone who came close to me, not a millionaire, a billionaire. Then I didn't yet know about the great immense power of accepting upon ourselves Shabbos earlier. 
הייתי I was in his town on Friday morning. I wanted to meet him. They said to me, you can't meet him because on Friday he only prepares himself for the Sabbath. No meetings, no phones, nothing. From the morning, he's only preparing himself for the Sabbath. When Hashem granted me to reveal and to learn myself the power of accepting upon ourselves Sabbath earlier, from the morning I'm preparing myself for the Sabbath, everything that I've got to do, and already on Monday, everything is prepared, nearly everything is prepared. And on Friday night, on, on Thursday night, I already on Thursday night prepared the Shabbos candles. And I laid the table. Because I heard in the name of the great rabbis, the great rabbis who deal with Kabbalah, that if you already prepare the Shabbos candles on Thursday night and lay the table, only prepare it already from that time, they take out all the evil people out of hell, out of the underworld. Those evil people who through your merit, they are taken out of hell. They bless you. They pray for you. This week, I came back from my shir in Cholon. I came back on Thursday night at about 10.30. I said to myself, strengthen yourself. Prepare the Shabbos candles. Help the evil souls who are in hell. Help them go out of hell. I want to help and save Amisrol. Those poor souls. Those poor souls. I want to help them also. I was very happy to do that. I have a permanent lesson on Cholon every Thursday night. Nevertheless, I strengthen myself to do this. As, uh, <laughs> as, uh, 
<laughs> so we have here gifts. <laughs> well, we're going to give you some time for questions. The first question is, Rabbi, the month of Adar is coming close this week. Can the Rabbi please give us a preparation for the month of Adar, for Purim? הרב מתקדם חודש אדר השבוע. האם הרב יכול לתת לנו בבקשה הכנה לחודש אדר ולפורים? בשמחה גדולה. With great joy. יש לי ממש מוכן הרבה. I have prepared a lot of things to say about this month. כל חג Every single festival, a person needs to prepare himself in order to receive the festival and all of its spiritual influences. And the festival of Purim is greater than all other festivals. So one has to prepare oneself to receive all the presents, all the gifts that Purim has to offer. Many people don't even know what Purim is about. So it's a good thing that we're today going to have the opportunity to speak a bit about how to prepare for Purim so that you will have the opportunity to write these points down and prepare yourselves through prayer to receive all the gifts that Purim has to offer. Uh, the first preparation Before Purim, the first preparation is We give a certain amount of money In memory of Machatzita Shekel Of the half of the Shekel that Am Yisrael used to give In the times of the Temple when the temple, the third temple, will be built soonly with the help of Hashem, each one of us will literally give half a shekel. Now, that unfortunately, the third temple is not built yet. We only give this sum of money in memory of Machatzita Shekel. So now, 
Now that Beit HaMikdash, unfortunately, is not yet built, you give this amount of money to yeshivas, to koilelim, where people sit and learn Torah. If you merit to give our institutes, you have a promise. Everything that you give, you'll receive back 20 times more. It's Worth your while. <laughs> it's a good deal. How much is the memory of Machas Shekel for every single soul? The customary thing to give according to what was used to be given in the times of the Beis HaMikdash is to give the equivalent of between 9 to 10 grams of pure silver. In shekels, if you add on that and everything, today it's worth about 30 shekel for every single person in the family and in dollars, it's 8.5 dollars for every single member of the family. So if you have 5 people, you give 5 times 8.5 dollars. You can also give more, you're allowed to give more. It's worth your while. <laughs> you give to me, you get 20 times more. How can you reach the yeshiva? Well, the website appears, it appears at the bottom here, it appears at the bottom of the screen. You can also look through at the number that we just gave you. Okay, plus 972-52-224-0696 or go into the web and look for Breast of Israel. You will see there how to donate the money to the yeshiva and all the money goes in order to support the yeshiva and the people who are studying Torah. Well, second preparation. One fasts before Purim. This fast is called the fast of Esther. This is also a great preparation because the main part of the fast is not just to fast and refrain from eating and drinking, but it's to do tshuvits to repent. In our yeshiva, our custom is to go on that day and to do a very long hispoiditus. That's the second preparation. Now that we're explaining to you, explaining to you the order of Purim, you should daven and pray, that you should merit to do all the different commandments of Purim exactly the way they should be done. Now is time to prepare yourself with prayer. As, uh, Reading the Megillah, the story of Esther. We read it during the night. And again in the morning prayers. 
הרבה נשים לא... ממש התרחקו מהמגילה כל כך, שהושיבים, יש... מה זה מגילה? צריכים למחות זכר המענק, בינתיים הורגים את כל האנשים בבית הספר. Many people have distanced themselves away from the Megillah so much they think the only purpose of the Megillah is to spite out the memory of Amalek. And while they're doing that, they kill all the other people that are in shul. <laughs> in our yeshiva, for dozens of years, our custom for dozens of years is according to Benish Chai, we're only on the first Haman, and the last Haman do we make a bit of noise by tables or with our feet or maybe we make a bit of noise but there's no way that you bring into shul firecrackers they scare people not only that you suffocate people with all the different smoke that's there no under no circumstances can you bring those things into shul what is haman haman is vanity is pride he does things that everyone should look at him and should praise him. A person that throws firecrackers, he himself, he himself becomes Haman. Your whole life, you're not allowed to do anything that comes on account of someone else. And more so, to make another person sorry and upset, to scare another person? If a person does not hear one word of the Megillah, he didn't do his mitzvah. He uh, didn't apply, he didn't do what he's supposed to be doing on Purim. It's written in the Shulchan That the time of reading the Megillah is like the time where the Torah was given to Am Yisrael. You need to stand up. Listen to the Megillah. The Hasidim, the righteous, pious people, they used to shed rivers of tears while they heard the Megillah. <laughs> They listen, they see the greatness of how Hashem supervises His beloved nation. 
הבנו הקדוש אומר להם, שקריעת המגילה, שהקדוש לה כוחה לעורר את האדם מהשינה, שנו ממש לדעות, מהשינה הרוחיים שלו. Our holy Rebbe, Rebbe Nachman, says that the power of the Megillah is so intense, it can waken a person up from his spiritual sleep. The Holy Rebbe writes that inside Megillat Esther are hidden the spiritual faces of Mordechai and Esther. And when a person truly listens to the Megillah and connects to it, he can see with his spiritual sight, he can see Mordechai and Esther. Therefore, you come to Davan, you Davan with intention, you hear the Megillah with awe. It says in the book Likutei Hachlochus that while reading the Megillah, there is supposed to be a very, very high level of spiritual or called Yira Ila'a. אז דבר, עוד דבר שצריכים לדעת. Another thing that one needs to know. ממש אין, אין, אין עומר כזה כמו פירים. There is no such festival like Purim. כל יום, יום יש לו זמנים שזה ממש עת רצון, תקבלנו מתפלות, כל יום יש ימים יותק. There's no such day like Purim. Every single day has its times, times of grace and will, where a person's prayers can be heard more than other times. Every single day has its own times. But the day of Purim, many righteous people write this. Anyone who stretches his hand out and asks for something, You give him what he asks for. On this we have the saying, it's not Purim every day. If you pray for certain things after Purim, they tell you, why didn't you come to us on Purim itself? On Purim, everything that you ask for, you get. <laughs> These are things that I've certainly got to tell you. We see this in our yeshiva. Every single Yon Purim, people daven lengthily for something and they see miracles. 
I'm going to tell you a few stories. I went here down the street called Beit Yisrael here in Yerushalayim. One of my students who learns in my institutes met me. He said to me, oh, Rabbi. He said to me, Rabbi, what a merit it is to meet you. Can you see this house, this apartment? We managed to buy it because you strengthened us on the day of Purim. He told me, they don't even have the money to buy a key for the house. Maybe they have money to buy the carpet at the entrance of the house. But his wife told him, the rabbi said, the rabbi said that when you ask and insist for something on Purim, you receive what you asked for. So the wife said to her husband, I'm asking you, please, let's dedicate our prayers, this Purim, to pray for house. And that's what they did. They davened for several hours on the day of Purim to be able to buy a house in Yerushalayim. He said to her, we don't have the money to buy even the key, to buy anything. Let's pray for something logical. She said to him, you don't believe what the rabbi said. He said, okay, okay, I give up, I believe, I believe. And like I said, they prayed on their Purim for several hours. And before the Purim of the following year, he already met me and he told me that they bought their house. <laughs> that is reality. It makes no difference if I tell you all the little details. It makes no difference. That is the reality. I'm going to tell you a funny story. My wife came up to me and she said to me, listen, our son is already 19 and he doesn't want to get married. He's spoiled. He wants like this. He wants like that. My wife decided that on Purim she's only going to pray for him to be able to find his soulmate. 
אנחנו עושים מסיבת פורים לגברים ולבד. Winner Institutes have a poem party only for men and a poem party only for women. A girl called up my wife. She lives up north. She called and she said, can I please come to your poem party? My wife said, of course, you're welcome. And then she asked her, tell me, how old are you? She asked all these different questions about herself. And she said, yes, come. In the party, she saw this young woman and she felt this was her son's soulmate. On Purim itself, my wife already received the salvation. Thank Hashem, they're already married, they have several children. They live with happiness, with peace and tranquility. This is a story that happened to me, but we can tell many more stories. The main thing is, I love Shabbat Shalom. In our next class, we're going to continue speaking about Purim, but you all need to know that on Purim, you can work, you can work miracles. It's 100%. I'm going to say to all of you, bye-bye. Have a wonderful week, a week filled with miracles and salvations. Amen. Amen.